Support for KRCL comes from Go Biochar Soil Builder, a climate-beneficial soil additive that can reduce water consumption for lawns and gardens. Orders and information at gobiochar.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Welcome to Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists and community builders. I'm Laura Jones, and it is Friday, so it's Punk Rock Farmer Friday with Aldine Strychnine. KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer. It's great to be here on this Drizzly Friday. Drizzly Friday, and we've announced some big news that we're going to talk about. Uh, We are moving the studios. So construction, I've tripped over, I don't know how many different (laughs) things today, sub to toe, dropped a mic stand on my toe. I'm pretty sure it's broken. But we are in uh, a growth phase here at KRCL. We're going to be building new studios over by the Union Events Center, where we had our 40th anniversary. If you go to krcl.org, you can check out all the details and the whys and the whats and the forewares and swears. So big news and really excited about being part of a new kind of a music district that's taking shape on the city's you know, kind of downtown, but to the west. Yes. West of West High, West of Tracks, Guadalupe neighborhood. Mm. One door closes and the next one opens. It's pretty dismal here. It can be. If you look around, There's we're used to being here. Laura and I have been able to broadcast from the studio. We're the only ones, really, who mm-hmm. have done it this whole time. Yeah, we maybe did a bunch of remote things early, but uh, we potted up pretty quick, you and I. Yes. So uh, stick around for more details throughout the day and the weekend here on what's happening at KRCL. But coming up on the show, it is farmer's market season. Boy, uh, it's it's around the corner. We've had a little break since winter farmer's market. I know that I'm pretty much jonesing for the first farmer's market to start in a couple of weeks here. Ogden um, tomorrow. Well, I wish I lived closer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what front runners for. We're going to talk to a bunch of folks. Allison is here from the downtown farmer's market. In fact, she's potted up with us. Hey, Allison. Uh, we've been potted up for quite some time now. I'm, I'm really excited about the move. I'm also really nostalgic and sad about the move. Have you walked around this building going, what yeah. is yeah. happening? It's virtually empty. The other side Academy is here moving stuff for us. Uh, I started out at the, at the, uh, Oh, what were some of the head start building? Head start building on eight south. So this was my second KRCL, and I'm really excited to see a third KRCL. Yeah, you'll be able to, you know, if you're on radioactive, come and do the show. Um, take in a show at the Union. There's going to be a restaurant over there, a bar. There's a recording studio going in. It's pretty cool what is taking shape. Coming up, we're going to hear not only from Allison Al, uh, Kim Bozier from the Ogden Farmers Market will be here. Michelle McDonald from Park Silly Market is here. And Sarah and Cimbria down in Red Acre, down on the Red Acre over yonder, down in Cedar City. They're going to be here and talk about what they got going on down there and their markets and their farm stand. We also have Skywatcher Leo T., the author of the new Secret Salt Lake City, a guide to the weird, wonderful, and obscure. Busker Fest is coming up, Burning Sissy Valley. But we're going to start with some music that will be featured at something called the Gender Bending Pride Kickoff Party Punk Rock Drag Show. Organizer Sophia Scott is with us. Hi, Sophia. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks, Laura. How are you? Doing well. You know, Pride got canceled last year because of COVID. It was a shame. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna double down this year. So tell us about the show. Who, what, when, where, why? And uh, we're gonna hear some music throughout the hour from the bands on the bill. All right. Yeah. So uh, we started a traditional Thursday night kickoff party uh, with a bunch of punk rock bands that are generally queer or trans led. Um, so we called it the gender bending pride kickoff party punk rock drag show of some sort um well you actually called name. it something else but we can't say it on the air <laughs> there's a shorter name we uh it it looks like uh well like we changed the name of it we added a cue to it for um <laughs> for censorship purposes but it doesn't fly it still sounds the same when we speak it out loud yeah so Sophia, um, so, what's it like to get on stage and do what you do and uh, especially against the backdrop of pride. Oh, it's intoxicating. It's so much fun to uh, represent myself and other people. Uh, building events for um, like newcomers to, to come around and, and explore uh, different aspects of pride. Uh, this particular event is geared more toward like a, like a, 
a queer and trans and non-binary group that often kind of gets marginalized in itself within the gay community. Uh, so we weren't really wanted to like take the time to like highlight that, that um, there's a lot of uh, instrumental like musical talents out there within our trans community. And so we all felt it was really important to highlight that for uh, for the Pride weekend. So what's the day, date, and time, and uh, who's on the bill? We're looking at June 3rd at, we're going to do this outside, um, limited capacity, masks up, at the Urban Lounge Backyard. Um, that is a Thursday evening, two weeks from yesterday. Great, we'll put a link for tickets. Uh, I know Stop Karen is your headliner. Who else is on the bill? Yeah, Stop Karen's played every one of these since we started it and they were even going to play last year before we had to cancel it. Um, so they are, they are going to close us off. Um, right before that, we have vengeance tampon. You're in that one, right? That, which is a band that I just joined, but they've been around for a while. Um, we've played shows with them when I was in my other band and, uh, I have some newcomers, uh, eyelash, which is also trans led. And a one-woman uh, solo project called Worst Horse, which is also a trans-led project. And we are hosted by Mana Diet, uh, which is a Salt Lake-renowned drag queen and a good friend of mine. Well, let's hear a song from Mana Diet. I know I got to deal with some uh, FCC issues in this, but uh, tell us about Mana Diet. <laughs> uh, so she is a very outspoken drag queen. Uh, hence the name Mono Diet. She likes to address um, like issues that have to do with like body um, positivity and um, yeah, com complexities with uh, food <laughs> dieting. I love the name Mono Diet. It's a real issue. Yeah. <laughs> Aldine, do the honors. Mono Diet, fresh and homegrown, right here on KCL ninety point nine FM. Come join my circus party. You know we're keeping it queer. Because all the freaks are here. I'm on a diet, kid, so you don't have to be. And even if you want it, you could never look like me. I'm on that Jenny Craig's list diet. I'm on that taste diet. I'm on that miso diet. Now all my is so quiet. Seriously, I'm serious, B. I'm on a diet. If you're asking for me, no with my trans folks, I'll come to your street. I'll burn those picket fences as I pick you from my teeth. I'm on a diet. It all is authentic. The fact that I'm here, don't you think that I meant it? What did you hear? That I spit fake news? Or simply that I did it for the views? If you're hungry, come with me. There might be some chili. It's time to get silly. That kid's name is Billy. We're leading a riot. No need to deny it. You don't have to buy it. Just spoil it or fry it. There isn't a damn thing that I'm afraid to say. But I learned a better way. It's time to stand strong. This planet we're on is not Cybertron. A few years and it's gone. Seriously. I'm serious. You don't need all the decorum And even if they stare Just flip them off and then ignore them There's gotta be a way to Make you believe who You really are, boo It's us need time to Take back this land from bureaucrats and usurpers That hold our innocent hands There's no need to audit My notes are melodic My flow is hypnotic You broke it, you bought it You smelt it, you dealt it Like camels were mammals Our bodies have sense No need to repent Salt Lake City! We're not just a white gazer, pretty. Was it the color of my skin or the shape of my nose that made you think I was uneducated? The sweetness in my walk, God forbid I should talk, God forbid, but I refuse to be domesticated. Go ahead, policing what I say, what I do, what I'm worth, where I twirl and what I'm paid. I'm on a diet. I'm serious. <laughs>
Monodiet on KRCL 90.9. Stick around for more bands that'll be playing on June 3rd for the Gender Bending Pride Kickoff Party Punk Rock Drag Show. Check the show notes for a link for tickets to that and other Pride events. I'm Laura Jones, and this is Radioactive with punk rock farmer Aldine Strychnine. Hey. So I thought we'd start with a bit of uh, farming news, shall we? Let's check in with Amanda from Top Crops, an urban farm in Salt Lake City. Hey, Amanda. Hi, how are you? Hey, Amanda. So you guys' farm is really right down the street from the station. We're over here on this side of town, and where the news station is kind of going to is kind of close. I was going to say, it's right around the corner, I think. <laughs> it's a block away. It's a block away, so that's cool. You'll have you'll be able to come and do when we do live again, you'll be able to just walk over to the station. For lunch, I can just go over and kind of graze and pick some greens, maybe. <laughs> You're welcome, too. So um, just in the last couple of weeks, you guys have geared up and you've chosen the online model and folks come to the farm to grab stuff. Tell us a little bit about what you have, what's what's on the what's on the menu right now as far as what you have and and what you're doing with your CSA. Yeah. So um, right now we have a lot of spring greens, so salad, arugula, kale, chard, uh radishes and turnips and uh stuff like that and then we're this year we're continuing with the model of having guest vendors on the store every week so we'll have one or two people that generally vend at the farmer's market or other local markets um where we have a couple of their products and the store opens Monday at 8 a.m. And we usually sell out pretty fast. And then pickups are Tuesday from 5 to 7. Who's going to be on the, who's going to be the, the featured extra vendor this time? We're hoping for some mushrooms from Intermountain Mushrooms. But the logistics are always like a little up in the air. But that should be happening. And also Pie Party. Cool. Did you guys gravitate this way from doing markets? Are you, are you more at home doing this the the online thing? What how how's it been working for you? And I know it's all because of the pandemic and whatnot. But Evolving, uh, how right? did you guys get through it, and why do you like it better? What you're doing now? Um, we yeah we switched during the pandemic because. Um, it just was, we were ready to go and we weren't sure what the market was going to do. And it worked really well. It's a lot easier, obviously, because we don't have to load everything in the truck and then unload it and then display it. Um, so that's the biggest reason is just the time saving because it's just the two of us and we work such long days already that just limiting a little bit of work makes a big difference. And people I'm not every person will prefer it over the market. But there are some customers that either not necessarily prefer it, but just also come to us. So CSA community supported agriculture folks. That's how you can, if you don't grow or you got a brown thumb, like I used to have, <laughs> uh, you can support your local growers in your community and keep your dollars local. And that's what a CSA share does. So what's the website where folks can catch up with you and see what's on tap? It's topcropsfarm.com. Anything new and exciting you're growing this year that you want to shout out? We're actually doing a lot of new stuff um, to try and not have such quick growing things. So we're doing popcorn. Popcorn? Uh, what do you mean popcorn? Uh, like popcorn that you dry on the cob and then break it off and then pop it. I love all it. winter long with your movies. I love it. Yeah. Um, cabbages. Uh, broccoli, spreading broccoli, cauliflower, stuff like that. Well, excellent. Thanks for being our featured urban grower tonight. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Manda. Say hey to Elliot for us. Will do. Check the show notes for a link to Top Crops Farm, an urban farm in downtown Salt Lake City. Just the, I, I was driving past the new station studios that we're putting in and came around like that has to be Top Crops. It looks Friggin' beautiful right there mm -hmm. in the middle of the neighborhood. Joining us now, we have from Salt Lake Magazine, writer and lifelong Utah, Jeremy Pugh. He's been writing about Utah for more than two decades. He's the author of 100 Things to Do in Salt Lake City Before You Die. I remember talking to him about that when it came out. But brand spanking new in my hands here, Al. Secret Salt Lake City, a guide to the weird, wonderful, and obscure. Hey, Jeremy Pugh, how are you? Hey, I'm all right. 
I'm all right. What led you to this book? Uh, You know, it was an outgrowth of the first one and it was a chance for me, you know, the first one's, you know, it's a little breezier, hundred things to do. It's like a, you know, checklist. This was a chance for me to like go take a deeper dive into, you know, these aren't really like secrets. They're things that we, especially if you've lived in Salt Lake for a long time, you kind of know about vaguely, but you don't really know what you don't know. So it was a chance for myself and Mary to do some research and find out the backstories of all these odd things. And we have plenty of odd things in Salt Lake for sure. Now you say Mary, we need to talk about the late Mary Maloof. Sure. Uh, well, Mary uh, and I were both editors at Salt Lake Magazine for on and off, you know, interchangeably almost for about 15 years. Mary passed away uh, late uh, last year in December uh, in a kind of very strange accident. She was literally swept away by a wave on the coast of California, uh, which surprised us all. But actually, it kind of if you knew Mary, it sort of fits in a way. So, uh, so yeah, Mary and I had been working on this book for a while and. And uh, it's so it's, you know, it's a really special book for me because it was kind of the last thing that Mary and I did together, which, you know, was part of what we did. So. Well, as journalists, reporters, writers uh, for publications in Utah for this many years, you do you pick up these little oddities that you kind of file away. You're going to write a book one day and here it is. So give us a couple of your top favorites. Well, th- I mean, this one's <laughs> one of the things that I was. Re- so there's a piece. OK, up on the tram deck at Snowbird. There's uh, a piece of the Matterhorn. <laughs> There's what? a giant rock, and it's like, what a, it's kind of a really exemplary of the the secrets. It's things that you might just walk by. Maybe you're up at Snowbird uh, skiing, or you know, at a, at an event, and you'd walk by this rock and wouldn't give it a notice. But back in Snowbird's early days, Dick Bass and Ted Johnson, who were found, they they visited all these European resorts, and they made friends with the mayor of Zermatt, Switzerland. Uh, who came for the opening and brought this giant chunk of the Matterhorn to sort of, uh, I don't know, christen Snowbird. <laughs> I can so see this- him t- with his pickaxe taking, like, I'm going to Utah, I need a bit of this, and bringing it over. So, and I think that's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in here, but that to me is like, we walk by these things, we, you know, we look up, we see something, we're like, that's weird. And it was just a chance for uh, uh, Mary and I to like actually find out what the, the history and the, the stories were behind them. So, well, I have a proposal for you. Sure. We've talked about doing a micro podcast together and yeah. uh, Radioactive after Memorial Day is going to go on hiatus while we get our studios built out. So I'm thinking maybe we could do uh, some small radio docs, some short features on some of the uh, otter bits in your new yeah, in love, your new book. I'd love to. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Right. I think this would be a great because there's, you know, there, you know, there's just a lot of there's a lot of gee whiz moments. I didn't know that. Gee whiz kind of <laughs> moments in my book. <laughs> uh do you get to the to the 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 poem at all about Brigham on his plank in the middle of where he used to be? So, you know, state in uh, South Temple. <laughs> this is the problem is there's so you know, like we had to kind of everybody's like, well, did you hear about it? And I'm like, well, t- I guess it's for the second edition. Second edition. So where can folks pick up this book? Are you going to have it in local bookshops? Yeah, it's at it's at King's English and Ken Sanders right now. Um, and I'm actually doing an event uh, at Ken Sanders on June 3rd, which is earlier in the evening than the Pride kickoff. So if you want to go downtown and swing by Ken's before you head to Urban Lounge, uh, that'd be great. And I'm also doing an event. It's a block party on Saturday. Uh, afternoon up in the 15th and 15th at King's English. This Saturday? So, I do. This uh, the, No, excuse me, the 5th. Yeah, so the same day as Pride. Oops. Um, <laughs> but, you know, make a big day out of it. Do a swing around the city. So There you go. Find out some secrets and uh, go and party in the open at Pride. I like that. So <laughs> yeah. what's a website or Facebook where folks can catch up? Uh, I'm on Facebook at 100 Things SLC uh, and uh, VeryDynamite.com is my website. You can also find our stuff on SaltLakeMagazine.com. Hey, thanks so much, Jeremy. Thank you. And now another cool thing happening in Utah this month is Busker Fest, which started a couple of years ago. Kim Angeli is joining us to talk about it. It's on Main Street, May 27th through the 29th. Hey, Kim, how are you? I'm doing great, Laura. How are you? Doing well. I'm so I, I got the press release saying Busker Fest is back because I, we didn't have time for it last year with COVID in May, right? It was. We actually, believe it or not, did this um, traveling caravan of sideshow entertainment that went to <laughs> around the city. I love it. 
It was crazy, but we're happy to be back in a more traditional way because um, we we love the, I mean, it's such a great event. It's one of the favorite things that I do throughout the year. And we've got this wonderful partnership happening with the Open Streets Initiative, which means that Main Street will be close to vehicles, which gives us more space to do what we do, which is bring performance to public spaces and bring street performers out in the city. And, you know, we've got a great plan to keep things kind of spread out this year. And that extra space on Main Street is going to be awesome. I hope it is a permanent change for the city one day. Oh, I, I think I agree with you on that. But Al, have you ever bust on the street? I've done a little bit of, <clears throat> of busking. Uh, I did the... Uh... Farmer's Market up in Portland, and I played the sitar a few times. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> Where is your sitar? I have it at home. It's It doesn't leave the house very much. It's kind of old it's and delicate. An, antique, yeah. yes. But uh, for folks who don't know, busking is, you know, folks playing music for tips, basically, out yeah. on the street. And um, Yeah, so I, how's that going to work? Right? <laughs> it's, there's no admission. You just come down and experience it, but you're encouraging folks to have a lot of ones in their pockets. We do. We actually um, have an old-timey change booth that we bring out so they can break down your big bills and put them into small bills. And we've been working with the performers so that they can accept electronic um, payments as well, just as the, particularly during the COVID year, we've been, most of the performers that work this way have adapted to some sort of digital um, method to accept donations. So if I'm planning my trip to Busker Fest, Fest, which is May 27th through 29th, where can I go to get more details? And give us a taste of the mix of performers that you're going to have. Sure. So the website's buskerfestslc.com. And then our social media handles are SLC Busker Fest, which because we thought that out really well. But, <laughs> I mean, hindsight's 2020. Pretty smart crowd. You can get there with the Googles. <laughs> um, what we have going on, so we do two, we do two kind of th things at Busker Fest when it comes to performers is we have pitches and then we have like the stroll by performers. So the pitches are the more formal spaces where um, people do choreographed shows. It's usually like stunt, stunt and daredevil type stuff. And we have an incredible mix of performers coming in from throughout the United States this year. We're super lucky. There hasn't been a lot of shows for them. So um, they've, they've taken the risk to come to Salt Lake City and, and bring their acts here, um, which we're super excited about. So let's go down and welcome them. Um, most of this stuff is actually pretty funny. It's family friendly, good for all ages. So um, check out the schedule online. And then we have brought in as many local performers as are, are willing to perform in that style on the street. So that's... Um, Pretty cool, I think, just to see how people can kind of translate their work from the stage to the sidewalk. But what's your act, Kim? Me? I'm, I'm the, like, <laughs> You're the money change machine? Ground. I do like the furrowed ground event planner miming. You wheel around the you wheel around the bill changer so folks can tip everybody. So one more time, what's the website and the social handle? Buskerfestslc.com. SLC Buskerfest are our social handles. We use Instagram and Facebook. It's a free event. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. A lot of people are like, oh, Memorial Weekend. But there is that Thursday night for people who are going out of town. So um, come on down. As things start to open up and you can get back on the streets of the city. Thanks, Kim. Great. Yeah, See, uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you, Kim. We got Bye. another song coming up, but before that, we've got Pedro Rico of Chicanex Creative and his fellow organizer, Jared Wintire of Burning Sissy Valley. It's coming up July 31st because we're going to put the show on hiatus. I wanted to get this on folks' radar. It's a really interesting one-day event with workshops, a local market, free clothes swap, and a dance party, but it's very specific. You're creating a gathering for folks that may not feel that they have a place to gather and be themselves, Pedro and Jared. Yes. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so I have like Jared here with me and Jared has been like organ helping me organize this space. And I want Jared to like introduce how we um, came about the name and why we did it. Um, so Jared. Oh, yeah. And my name is Pedro. They, them, theirs. And, and here's Jared. My own. Yeah. So my name is Jared. My pronouns are he and they. And um, Burning Sissy Valley why did we choose that name? Um, for a couple of reasons. One, we're giving reference to the documentary um, Paris is Burning. Um, if you haven't heard of it, 
watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, the word sissy, that's a, that's a word for queer people um, that has been used negatively towards us. And we're kind of reclaiming it. Um, burning sissy, uh, when we come out of the closet, um, we're kind of, we're, first thing that we're told is you're going to be going to hell. And so you're going to be a burning sissy. Um, and then another thing, another thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, as queer people, one of the stereotypes that's, that's kind of put 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 upon us is um, is that we're promiscuous, and that you know because you're queer, you're going to be burning down me there like a burning sissy. Um, and the the valley. Um, when I was working with Pedro, uh, we we found that it was very important for um, this event to happen on the West Side in West Valley Kearns area, um, because we find that a lot of our uh, queer events that happen here in Utah are in Salt Lake City, usually downtown. And that's not where people of color, um, where our people are. And so we really wanted to bring the party to where our people are at. So that's kind of how we came up with the name. So, so where's that- it gonna be? It's gonna be the library, right? Yeah, at the Kearns Library. Mm-hmm. So this is on so, July 31st. What is the time? July 31st from 3 to 10 p.m. Um, there's going to be a lot going on that day. Um, so there's going to be a, we're calling it the Cupac Shop, um, which is going to have so, which going to have a, a couple of uh, local artists, um, entrepreneurs, uh, and types of folks uh, selling their goods and wares. Um, there's also going to be a, a free uh, clothes swap. Um, and then throughout the day, there's going to be um, workshops, uh, six workshops, actually, um, a couple on trans his- trans ancestry, um, voguing and, and the ballroom culture, uh, and some on having conversations about being POC um, in a white community. Um, and so, and there's so much more, and there's more information that we can, that, that we can give you. Uh, but also then the night is going to be ending with a so fun dance party, and I can't wait <laughs> to, uh, you know, put a put a move down so uh, <laughs> i want yeah, videos so, so. i want vid- i want tiktoks going on <laughs> yes 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 you're going to see all of that and also this this event is free so nothing is off limits if you ain't got a, if you don't have a coin you'll leave you'll leave with one actually you'll leave with free clothes not a coin um, <laughs> but also food food will be provided um so if you don't if you don't certainly if you don't got no food on that day certainly come through and we'll we'll give you something to put in your stomach okay. as well so um yes that's that's all the information that i got for you do you have any, any more questions well burning sissy valley it's july 31st of the kerns uh branch of the county library uh, Jared or Pedro, what's a website or social where folks can catch up with this info? Yes, um, you can, one, search on Eventbrite, um, Burning Sissy Valley, search on Google, Burning Sissy Valley, um, Facebook, Burning Sissy Valley, and on Instagram, our handle is the B-S-V-E, um, that's spelled T-H-A-B as in burning, S as in sissy, V as in valley, and E as in events. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And Pedro, you're with Chica Next Creative. Can people get more details there as well? Yes. So I'll be also posting on that account. Um, but we also encourage people to follow the BSVE. Um, we'll have we'll constantly be posting on there and we'll be highlighting as we continue to you know perfect our programming. We'll highlight a lot of the workshoppers and we'll send in bios their description and we'll also have performers there too that we also want to highlight we're basically collaborating and a lot of these people are donating their time to us and so hopefully at some point in in june we'll start um crowdsourcing for funds to pay for the event but also to ensure that we pay the creators that have been donating their time and everyone's pretty excited. I think it's really important also to ensure that we can have like take up space as queer folk of color, because there's often not a lot of that. Like Jared was saying about, you know, most of these events tend to be in Salt Lake and tend to also have like a, like, you know, a fee to enter. And then once you enter the space then you have to have more money. And so it tends to be a little bit um, inaccessible that way. And so we want to make sure that people like, like Jared said, like, if you have nothing, we got you. 
Pedro Rico, Chicon X Creative, and his fellow organizer of Burning Sissy Valley, Jared Wintire. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yes, thank thank you. you for having us. Adios. <laughs> All right. The Urban Farm Report straight ahead. But first, let's get another song from bands on the bill for the gender-bending pride kickoff party punk rock drag show coming up on June 3rd. This one is What Lies Ahead from Eyelash. Fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM. This is Tristan Tabish, KRCL's Executive Director, here to share some exciting news with you that we're moving studios. KRCL has big plans for a bright future, and we're partnering with our friends at Give Group to eventually build a new green KRCL near the heart of Salt Lake City. In the meantime, KRCL will move into temporary digs at 5th West and 3rd North in Salt Lake City, the same block where we'll build our dream home. We'll be broadcasting remotely until our temporary studios are renovated late this summer. In the meantime, we're grateful for your patience and support as we get settled. Find all the details at krcl.org. Cultures, one sky. Skywatcher Leo T here. Look up in the sky before dawn in the northeast above the Wasatch Front, the red sandstone wave above Moab, the chocolate looking Moen Kopi layers in Capitol Reef. Up high in the northeast above pine trees above Bear Lake for the W shaped constellation called Cassiopeia. There's a nova, an exploding star that is flared to binocular, possibly naked eye levels. You can see it on the right-hand side of the W. Just follow the W up about an inch and you'll see it. Catch it while it's there. And the star chart is on Skywatcher Louis T. Facebook page. Give it a look. All the important sources for this segment are there as well. Heading back a little closer into our solar system to Mars, a planet that has a lot going on right now, wouldn't you say? NASA having a rover on the surface now, and the Chinese Space Agency, after months of orbiting the Tianwen-1 orbiter, has spawned a rover, Chulong rover. In an exciting display of physics and orbital mechanics, Tianwen-1 fired some small downward-facing rocket engines to slow down the last few seconds of its fiery descent. The rover safely parachuted down to the Utopia Planetia region, inside an enormous impact basin in the planet's northern hemisphere. Chinese Space Agency hopes to take the rover out for a test drive this weekend around Mars. No tunes on board, but you can hum along with the music of the spheres of the universe if you can tune in Voyager 1 way, way out, about 14 billion miles out past the outer limits in the solar winds heading into the interstellar space. The long-distance runner has detected a galactic hum. Yes, the spacecraft has picked up the signature of interstellar space itself, a faint plasma hum scientists compared to gentle rain. On Skywatcher Leo T, it's many cultures, one sky. On Earth, UFOs have been with cultures for a long time, whirly, colorful, unexplained wheels of confusion in the atmosphere in ancient times, chariots of fire, Landing strips carved into the jungle of Central and South America, visible only from the air. Petroglyphs that look like aliens, sightings and encounters all throughout history. ETs eating M&Ms in suburban California. Uh, oh yeah, that was a, a movie, a cheesy one. But speaking of movies, check out Fire in the Sky about a documented encounter. I said documented. In the White Mountains of Arizona in 1975. Look it up for yourself. Loggers reported seeing a hovering UFO and one logger was taken away aboard the craft only to be dropped off a few days later. There are thousands of current reports from Chile, unexplained formations that hover and dissolve over Phoenix in Mexico, and way back in the Wayback Machine, a book titled UFO Crash at Roswell, written by Kevin D. Randall, who was a captain in the Air Force at the time, 
says he viewed with along with other people and handled materials that the spaceship was made out of. They were paper thin but could not be burned or destroyed. So not only did Roswell see a crashed UFO, but there were hundreds of sightings of groupings of shiny new dimes and multiple sightings in Utah. A gleaming steel disc crossing the sky and disintegrating into a ball of blue flames. And all of a sudden, UFOs are all over the mainstream media. CNN, MSNBC, 60 Minutes. CBS News correspondent Bill Whitaker interviewed Luis Elizondo, former head of the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Ta-da! Who says UPAs or UFOs are real, whether it sounds wacky or not. There's going to be a report headed to Congress in June. This space cadet's seen a few intriguing lights and magical happenings that I would classify as UFOs. How about you? Keep looking up, look around, get a little bit lost in space. Skywatcher Leo T on Radioactive with Laura Jones and Aldine, the punk rock farmer on 90.9 FM, KRCL. Support for KRCL comes from Go Biochar Soil Builder, a climate beneficial soil additive that can reduce water consumption for lawns and gardens. Orders and information at gobiochar.com. Thank you, Leo T. Welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL 90.9. I'm Laura Jones. Coming up at 7 o'clock, it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman and crew, followed at 8 o'clock by Not a Sideshow with Circus Brown. Keith and Nate check in for Friday Night Fallout at 10.30. You can find our entire programming lineup online at krcl.org. Click Community Affairs to find the radioactive archives. It's Punk Rock Farmer Friday and Aldine Strict 9 is here. The Punk Rock Farmer in the agrihood where agriculture meets your neighborhood. Aldine. Gotta love it. Um, we're lucky we get to do this. KRCL lets us. We're so lucky to, uh, I mean, where else are you going to get this kind of information and what we do and urban farm reports and all that? Um, let's, let's, let's bust wow, into this. Wow, is it Radiothon? No. <laughs> let's bu- let's let- introduce everybody, yeah, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's okay. introduce everybody. How about everybody um, say their name and what market they're, start with Michelle. Hi, everybody. Michelle McDonald with the Park Silly Sunday Market and our new Park Silly Market at the shops at Southtown. And don't you have a Helper Saturday Vibes or something? We we are about to launch Helper Saturday Vibes. That's going to start June 12. Yes. Kim. Hi, I'm Kim Bauscher with the Ogden Downtown Alliance, and we manage Farmer's Market Ogden, which is opening this weekend, tomorrow morning. First up, I think, perhaps, in terms of the formal farmer's markets. And Sarah and Cimbria. Hey, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah and Cynthia Patterson from Red Acre Farm, Red Acre Center down in Cedar City. Good to see you. So we're just going to kind of do a round robin and talk about what's oh, coming what up for the season. And we're going to start with Allison <laughs> Enerson from the Downtown Farmers Market, Salt Lake City. Oh, yeah, that's who I am. You're, you're like our honorary uh, co-host. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, it seems like once a month at least we get you in here. It's great. I love it. So you're on break from the winter market. And Farmer's Market at Pioneer Park starts when? June 5th. We're starting a week early this year, so we'll have 21 weeks instead of 20. Um, we're really excited. We have a lot of uh, new farms to us and um, a lot of people really being aggressive, like top crops, even though they're not at the market anymore, uh, but doing a lot of early season stuff that didn't used to happen. So starting later made sense a, a while ago, but now starting earlier makes even more sense because we do have all those greens and radishes and stuff like that. And that's the growth of urban farmers. Yeah, for sure. And that's great you're starting early because now I can go to the first market because my event in Tori is the next week always when you guys start. <laughs> yeah. So I get to come to the first market. You've been feeling uh, lonely on Saturdays without the farmer's market downtown to go to. <laughs> it's, you know, I, I make my, I make my European market tour and it's not the same. It's, you know, I see my friends at the farmer's market, the communities there, um, you know, all the, the best nutrient dense food is there. The stuff people are growing right here doesn't travel on a truck. You get it here. Allison, is it going to be, are we going back to normalcy this year a little bit? A little bit, not all the way. We have, um, we're super excited. We're bringing back 59 art and craft uh, spaces. Um, so that's oh, about 60% of capacity. And we'll have 124 vendors on the farm, uh, farm and food side. And that includes 13 prepared food vendors. So you can come and get lunch. We have Ambor Sudanese. We have Thai Chef To Go. We have Dim Sum Shack Noodles. We have 
uh, Amal Wasalam. So a lot of really great ready to eat food and people that we weren't allowed to have last year coming back because of COVID restrictions. Yeah. You said some new vendors. Can you give us kind of a sneak peek of who those folks are and if they're newbies to the entire thing or or some veterans come into the market? Some additional small farms, um, Urban Prairie Agriculture is one. We've had them on recently. Yeah, and they're and they're going to pair a booth with Sunshine Farm. We have Scorched Earth Farm, which is new to us. We have a new farm called Boners and Jerry's. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and not a great name choice, but what they're growing, um, it looks really, really interesting. And they're also doing some plant containers made out of reclaimed plastic from the oceans. What so, are they growing? Things like, um, uh, off the top of my head, Romesco, what's the... Weird. Oh, the Romanesco. Romanesco. Yeah. Thing? Is it Romanesco? I think yeah. it is, yes. Yeah, I mean, it was like like that and some uh, heirloom varieties of okra and um, some re- I like varieties of tomatoes I've never heard of. That's so, cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I, w- I hope they come to their senses and change their name, but God bless them. I can't wait to meet them. <laughs> um, and then we have some people that are new to the summer market, like Jerome's, who just really crushed it um, in the winter market. They, they do artisan sausage and um so they're really good it's going to be a great great year craig and tamara yeah so as a farmer's market organizer it's been a stressful year yeah um <laughs> you, you guys have, you guys have pivoted you've survived you come through their side but you're a nonprofit too and have appealed to the community for support coming into this season what are you excited for well, I'm excited to be um have, we're only going to have five feet of space between the booths so I'm excited for it to feel kind of crowded again. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for people to feel comfortable outside with or without their mask. Obviously, we're not going to be crazy with enforcement on masks outdoors because of the new CDC guidelines. If you want to wear your mask, we totally encourage that. If you're more comfortable in a mask, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about having the art and craft market back. It, our, you know, and the Busker Fest thing, I, God bless Kim Angeli and all the work she does in our community because the buskers, we weren't allowed to have music last year. We're not doing music again this year. So um, for those guys to step up and create a space for those performing artists yeah. to, to be there, that's fantastic. What's the website where people can catch up with the downtown market? SLCFarmersMarket.org. All right, Al, your pick. How about Michelle? Michelle, what what's so silly about Park City? <laughs> the Park Silly Market. You guys didn't have it last year, right? No, we didn't. We did actually cancel the event uh, around the middle of April last year. That was hard. I'll bet that was so hard. Heartbreaking. Hard. Yeah. Um, But we're really excited to be back. Um, We're coming back about 60% capacity to start on uh, for the Sunday market in Park City. Um, And where is that? Which part of Main Street? We're lower Main Street. So just down, I'll say downhill of Heber Avenue because people get screwed up on north and south on a hill. Uh, uh, they always think north goes uphill. <laughs> and what time? What time on Sundays, starting when? Sundays, we're 10 to 5, and we're doing all the things. We have the buskers, we have the main stage, live music going, our farmer's market section, which is farther uphill near our post office on Main Street. Um, food vendors, you know, all the, all the things. I, we're just psyched to see our friends and neighbors again. What date you know, are you starting up? In 3D. In 3D. <laughs> what, date are, what date are you starting up the Park Silly Market on Park Sunday? Park Silly Sunday Market starts on June 6th, and we go through September 26th with uh, three weeks off in August where other things take place on Main Street here, Arts Fest, typically Tour of Utah, which canceled. And then a no event weekend where we all just relax. You and just enjoy collapse. Town. And then you're yeah. doing something at Southtown or where, where is it? Shops at Southtown? Yeah, the shops at Southtown in the parking lot on the west side between Home Goods and JCPenney. Uh, we actually launched that last weekend. And it's once a month, the third Saturday of every month through September. Um, just they actually reached out to us to see if we could activate that space and get some different people to maybe roll into the shops at Southtown. So it's actually really cool. There's a huge grassy lawn right there adjacent to the mall. Um, We had a 40 by 60, um, I don't want to call it beer garden because it's a full bar, booze garden, tent on the grass (laughs) and live music and dancing on the grass. 
bounce houses, the face painter, and then out into the parking lot, um, pretty decent soft opening, 28 vendors showed up for that one. Um, and we're psyched to get to have food trucks there, which we can't in Park City. We just don't have the space in our mm-hmm. venue yeah. there. So, so that's the uh, yeah. third Saturday of the month. What yes. what time does it run on those days? And that that market's 11 a.m. to 5. And then you're starting something new. Yeah, so Southtown's new. And then the next one on deck is uh, Helper Saturday Vibes. It's uh, in the park on Main Street and Helper. Um, Helper you know, Utah, not Heber, Helper. Helper, <laughs> Helper, help us, help them and Helper. No, they, we just found there's a really cool artist community oh, residing yeah. down there. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of really searching for an outlet to get in front of people and be outside and, um, you know, bring some interest to that community there. So we're psyched to be a part of that. When does that start? Uh, what are the hours? What's going to be included? That one, oh boy, <laughs> my brain is fried. Right I'll now. bet. I know you guys all know this too. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one starts on June 12th and it's select Saturdays. So it's not every single one. You'd have to go to our website to get the specifics which is on the Park Silly Sunday Market.com website for all of the markets. Um, and those hours, I believe, are 10 to 5. I have to double check. That's okay. We'll put a link in the show notes. But, man, after a year of stagnation and, and being cooped up and, and to come back and add uh, events and also extend from Park City down to Helper, I think I read that wrong. I think I just assumed, looking at it, that it said Heber, but you're going to Helper, and that's a growing art community down there. So uh, and a very cool town, and a very cool town. I've played a show or two down at Helper. I have too. I've yeah. done their um, arts fest. Some arts fest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Ogden, and Kim Bowsher is with us. Ogden opening tomorrow. It's raining here today, but I hear it's going to be nice tomorrow. Kim. Yeah, perfect weather for opening the weekend. Um, yeah, so we have over 200 vendors, um, all three lots on historic 25th Street. This is four weeks early for us. This is earlier than we've ever opened. Wow. People want to come back, right? Yeah, actually, we've been working really hard to expand um, local agriculture up here in Weber County. And this is a very cool milestone in that the, the our growers actually came to us and said we're ready. And they gave us these dates. And we're rolling with it. So we have lots of great produce, a ton of grocery. Um, this year, we're able to welcome back artisan prepared foods. And of course, like live performances we weren't able to have last year. So just super stoked to have that all around good vibe and feel of a true market experience And all three blocks. Last year, we were just in one block on 25th Street in Ogden. So yeah, starting this Saturday and we'll be running 17 weeks, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m and then um, directly into fall market in October. So another six weeks with that one, a long haul of summer summer shenanigans and fun. We love it. Very cool. Who are some of your, um, who are some of your farmers you pull from up there? Gosh, we have about 65 um, produce growers and some of ours are um, match what's down in Salt Lake. So if you know, like Taggies and Intermountain um, with their awesome mushrooms, but we've also got really cute Sunshine Farms. We have um, Jerry and Nini's is kind of a crowd favorite up here in Ogden, and um, lots of great food. I'm super excited to have Wimpy and Fritz. I don't know if you guys went to the taco taco competition, but they're two-time state winners of best taco in the state, and they'll be slinging um, their barachos and all that good stuff at Farmer's Market this weekend, and happy to have all those pieces back. You know, Al and I talk a lot about the agri-hood and, and wanting to really get out and meet some more folks outside of Salt Lake. And during our summer hiatus, I think there's going to be a few road trips. Some Al. tours. Some... Yeah, we're set to go to a dairy farm next week. Yep. So uh, we'd love to arrange to meet some of the urban, far- the punk rock farmers Up in Ogden. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We've had a couple on. We've had local food, the foodscape folks. Urban Prairie has, has yep. been on and some other folks from Ogden. Um, plus, uh, uh, nurture the creative mind was, uh, helping folks build garden boxes and getting them distributed throughout the, the community, Amir Jackson. So, um, we'd love to learn more about what's going on up there. What's your website where folks can catch up? Yeah. Um, on 
online at farmersmarketogden.com. And then Farmers Market Ogden is our Instagram and Facebook handle as well. Wonderful. So Cimbria and Sarah Patterson from down in Cedar City are friends from Red Acre Center and Red Acre Farm. I know you guys have your own farm stand that's been going, but maybe Cimbria, from the Red Acre Center perspective, what's going on with the agri-hood down there and are folks ready for their farmer's markets in Washington yes. County? So St. George had a really hard time last year and um, we're going, both of us are going tomorrow. We're getting ready right now. So there, St. George opens tomorrow. And then, of course, Cedar City. I think they're even taking SNAP this year. I don't know. But we don't have to go to that market anymore. We feel like top crop a little bit. It's um, awesome because Sarah, we need to be on our farm and do our farm stand. But we have, we're excited for the St. George market that's starting tomorrow. We have hundreds of pounds of grains harvested for our market and our farm stand, we have um, six high tunnels. So we are like pumping greens out like no other. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. <laughs> so yes. it was it was really windy down there the other day. Did you have any problems oh, with? Oh, no, it's windy today. Our crews all left at like 11 o'clock because they were blowing away. 60 <laughs> mile an hour. Oh, yeah. my We goodness. got everything harvested and packed up and we're ready to rock and roll. So but you guys haven't really really laid back during when the off market season you guys do um you guys are doing prepared meals and things from the from your commercial kitchen down there and that stuff's available at your farm stand tell tell folks a little bit about all that yeah in fact aren't you standing in your commercial kitchen you guys can't see this i realize it we'll, <laughs> we'll put a snap we'll put a snap in the show post yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so we do. So, um, you know, because of what happened last year, all the fun, um, we really ramped up our farm stand and we do a lot of prepared items, um, value added from what we grow. So, and we do breads and jams and jellies and um, we do a pre-order. So we deliver to St. George. So we're just, we're doing a lot and we're keeping everything going. And then we have a course our events that Al comes to and plays at burger spikes and bands and breakfast and so um yeah we don't really take a break we keep it hopping around here there isn't a ton going on so we're kind of trying to be it <laughs> you're, you're making it happen is but what goes on and then and then the farm stand is also the, the farm stand is also stocked with all kinds of local goodies also from other yeah. folks too yeah. I blew I blew a good two hundred bucks when I was in the farm stand. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I want to address. Thank you very much. Uh, two things I want to mention. You you mentioned SNAP. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's supplemental nutrition assistance programs. If you uh, get food stamps, you can at most markets in the state you can use your food stamp card at the market. We'll give you tokens, um, and those are that's widely available at most markets. So you can check the um, you can check you can email me if you have a question, um, and that's really cool. And also. You said, thanks, Allison. What you were referring to there was the local food micro grant program. So if you're a small farmer, a young farmer, or you're just getting started, maybe you need a new refrigerator. Maybe you want to buy a new tractor. We have a micro grant program for that. So if you're a farmer, check that website. It's slcfarmersmarket.org um, to get more information on how to apply for that. So it looks like and a good season coming up. Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. We're also, um, this year we are taking SNAP at double our, and Double Up Bucks at our farm stand. It's awesome. So that will be another um, thing that will be happening this year. What are some of the next events coming up? Uh, breakfast with the farmers, lunch with the farmer. What's that one? So the center does a um, farmer lunch on our farm. And it's for all the farmers to come and have lunch for one hour, like run over, eat lunch, hang out, you know, talk with fellow farmers who are pulling weeds and blowing away and we get people from salt lake if somebody's yeah. on the i-15 last year we didn't do it at all of course but the year before and we've done it once this year and so it's crazy who shows up because we don't ask for our svps or anything you just show up at noon and you get a free lunch if you're a farmer and we've expanded it to chefs and homesteaders this year and and if you're not any of those if you show up an hour early you can work on the farm and then just hang out with all the cool kids <laughs> yes. So where is the Red Acre Farm stand? What's the address? 
It's 2322 West, 4375 North, and it's Cedar City, and it's on our farm. So what's the web? What's the what's the website for the farm? It's redacrefarmcsa.org. And then Cimbria, the center, tell us where people can catch up with the center and all the events and start planning for the farm conference in 2022. I didn't get a skip a year. I should get this off. No, I'm kidding. We're excited. We're excited. Um, it's a little stressful last year. Uh, redacrecenter.org. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. Wonderful. Well, everyone, thanks so much for giving us some time today. I'm excited for the uh, farmer's market season. Aldine, what's your thoughts for the coming farmer's market season? You know, I'm just, it's definitely the high point of the year. Um, It's nice to have it every week and have it there. And I really appreciate what all you guys do to bring us the wonderfully locally grown food that, you know, is pretty much the best food you can get it yeah. you the stuff in the supermarket isn't quite up to these standards i promise you guys go to the farmer's market make something with the food you'll see the difference you'll taste the difference that stuff they that at that store that jeff bezos owns doesn't even hold a candle to this okay <laughs> you got to come and get the real deal the real and if you're if you're really lonely and sad you can come in my backyard right now and pick spinach i got spinach and buttered speckled lettuce and okay I got all kinds of stuff. Okay, cool. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> drooling right now. Well, I'm, that, like, I'm an idiot, though. I mean, I work at a farmer's market and I have a huge garden. Me so too. So <laughs> stupid. Well, and if you have a neighbor uh, that has a garden, you go and offer to weed a row and you're going to walk away with some some greens or something. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it's a great way to build community, to meet community. And uh, just so grateful for everyone who puts on the farmer's market and to all you growers out there. Talk about optimists. Thank you so much for what you do and for gambling. The rains will come in and the bugs will stay away. We appreciate everything you do. We're going to go out with one more song from a band that is headlining the Gender Bending Pride kickoff party, Punk Rock Drag Show on June 3rd. Check the show notes for links to this uh, event as well as all the farmer's markets, everything we talked about. This song is My Stupid Mouth. Bye. Stop Karen, fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM.